Hey everybody, it's me, David, here with Baffling Cyclops, and I'm joined by... Pepper Proxy. Are you ready for a podcast? I think I'm ready for a podcast, but I did have a little follow-up from a previous podcast. Please, follow. I wanted to ask you, what did you think of the psychological thriller starring Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter with um, a guest role of Harry Connick Jr.? So copycat? (laughs) Yeah. What, 1995's copycat? What do you think? Because we had talked about it before. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I did remember going to see it after... um, after we started watching it, because I didn't remember very much about it beforehand, mm-hmm. but it all came back pretty quickly, um, and uh, it did irritate me. Harry, well, it really irritated you when we saw it in the theater. Harry Connick Jr. was very irritating in the movie. <laughs> you said the same thing back in the mid-90s. Yes, <laughs> but um, at this point watching it, I'm not sure if he even saw anyone else's acting. In the rest of the movie. Because it looks like they just filmed Harry Connick Jr.'s part. In a bottle episode. Yeah, like he was off by himself and then cut him into the movie. Yeah. Because he doesn't actually interact with any character when you can see their face. Right. Including Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) True. And uh, Maybe in the bathroom they were together? I don't think so. Possibly with the guard. But they don't show him in the same... Frame okay. at the same time. Right. Yeah. So it was the same bathroom. So where do your thumbs point? Um, sideways. Okay. <laughs> there was some charmingness uh, because it was from the 90s. Yeah. Um, I know Sigourney Weaver's acting style in the movie was not your favorite. Oh my gosh. I just... <laughs> it was... Just so distracting how many times she put her glasses on and then pulled them off and then put them on and then pulled them off. Mm -hmm. It was not good. But Holly Hunter is charming. Yeah. I think think the scenes when the energy kind of ramped up and Holly Hunter and Sigourney Weaver were together, Mm -hmm. it got a lot better. But... I really liked it back when we saw it in the theater, and watching it again, I was like, Pepper, what were you thinking? (laughs) So your opinion went down. Way down, yeah. And mine, I think if I watched it, if it was made now, I would dislike it, but because it has so much 90s stuff in it, it had kind of a nostalgia effect for me, so I upgraded it. Just the way I do all those movies that are set in uh, New York of the 1970s where they just drive around New York. I'm so mesmerized by the background that sometimes I even like a crappy movie because I'm like, oh, look at the subway and all of that. So, yeah, that's how I felt about this movie. Okay. San Francisco. Sigourney Weaver had a huge apartment. Yeah, I looked it up because it was amazing. It's not. It was just a set. And the police station looks like it was done up with... uh, uh, the equivalent of Archie McPhee stuff. It was very strange that everybody had knickknacks on their desk. Yeah, yeah. I thought, um, I thought the makeup uh, for Harry Connick Jr. was really insane. It like it seemed like it was a, like you said a very di- like he was filmed by himself with a different crew with a different. Like, director, even. A different aesthetic. 
Yeah, and then what do th- what's that stuff blackout that, that you put on teeth? Yeah, like like Dennis the Menace style blackout. That was so obvious. I can't it was imagine like Halloween like, costume blackout. Yeah, it was. It totally was, and the freckles and the like weird color hair. Yeah, like when you would dress as a tramp for Halloween. <laughs> yes. Did you ever dress as a tramp for Halloween? Well, it's. I, yeah, uh, I think we called it a hobo. I don't know if that's politically correct anymore, but my mother was very much against store-bought costumes. So we did... Hobos. Hobos and other things that I won't say because it is not politically correct. I know it's not. Well, I was going to... If you think about one of the um, share songs from back in the day... It went, we dressed like all of those characters. <laughs> so <laughs> so my, my topic for today is, uh, without revealing your age, what's something you remember that if you told a younger person, they wouldn't understand? So uh, that was from Reddit. That was asked uh-huh. on Reddit, and I have some of the responses Cool. And I wrote them down, but um, I, if they spur a story in you, like dressing up as a tramp uh, or a hobo, because okay. that's kind of why I was leading into it with this, because okay. I think there are a lot of kids today that if you said, I'm, I'm dressing up as a, ho- a homeless person for yeah. Halloween, they would not understand what you were talking about. A, a lot of parents wouldn't either. I mean, that's not good. <laughs> so, so what are some of them? Well, I, one thing that really shocked me about it, and this is kind of uh, why I wanted to talk about it, is I, I kind of had some observations about it as well, which is um, so many of them were telephone-based. Oh, like back in the day when telephones had cords and you had to sit at the telephone table. and Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I, I, I clipped a whole bunch, and I as I was clipping them, I was grouping all the telephone ones together, and there mm-hmm. are so many. So we can burn through these, but if they bring up um, a thought or a story, okay, please tell me. First one you just mentioned, which is a long phone cord that became elongated over time because it had stretched over the river and through the woods. Okay. Um, so, you know, you could talk, but you had to have the cord to go to another room. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you would put it near a door so that the cord could go through the door and you could shut the door and you'd be sitting on the other side of the door with the cord. Yeah. My mom would not allow that. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said, on twisting the cord by just holding it out like that and le- holding it out at the end and letting the phone twirl around as the cord straightened itself out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I added this one in, but phone numbers that just told you the time. And also dial-in numbers where you could call and you would just single-serving phone numbers. Do you remember your, um, we called it time and temperature. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that number from when you were growing up? No. Do you remember the Toledo version? I could remember it. I would need to think think about about it it for a second. Because you called it so much. Uh, The last four digits were (laughs) 1212. So you kind of, you were like all over that time and temp number. Yeah. Which part was more fascinating, the time or the temp? The the temp, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. But I have an incredible ability to tell you what the temperature is within, what, three degrees? Mm-hmm. 
You can't. Yeah. And, and that's because of that phone number. I think so, yeah. So today's kids... <laughs> they can't do that. They can just look at their phone. They can look at Wonderground. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but remember there were like dial a joke. Yeah. Dial a prayer. Um, all kinds of dial, dial a stuff back then that you just don't have now. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, pay phones, obvious. Pagers. Yeah. Um, memorizing phone numbers. Did you ever have a pager? No. Yeah. Did I you? Didn't. No, no, no. And uh, this is one you did have uh, when Blackberries were the future of phones. Oh, my. I got to tell you, David, I love that effing Blackberry. I still think that they should be around. Like, there was something really nice about a Blackberry. I remember you not wanting to give up the physical keyboard. I didn't want to give it up, and it was like a pain in the butt to get that BlackBerry, because I got it from work when I was, you know, working yeah. all the time, and it was something like I had a flip. <laughs> I think they gave me like a flip phone or some kind of phone like that, and then I had to like travel so much; it was detrimental to my health. Um, but I also had to like check emails and like just like email and like be so accessible that I think at the time my boss was like, you just got to tell him your flip phone broke. We'll get you a Blackberry, but you have to say that that other phone broke and there was no going back. <laughs> you loved that Blackberry. I did. But no more. No more. It passed so quickly too. Yeah. That was one of those like Blackberries were the best. Then one day they just weren't anymore. Oh, yeah. I remember being on a flight. I think I was going either to Philadelphia or down to the Bay Area. And I got, like, my new Black... Because I had the BlackBerry. And then I got the, like, most current BlackBerry. And the guy that was sitting next to me was, like, so impressed. I think he thought I was fancy. Because you got that BlackBerry. Oh, yeah. He was talking about it. Yeah, like, the full keyboard. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I think he was, like... What is a woman doing with that fancy, fancy Blackberry on an airplane flying for work? What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, how about when you're mad, being able to slam the phone down? Do you think that's why now they show people throwing their, like, $1,000 phones? Yes. I think that's why. In movies and yeah, shows and stuff? I don't know if anyone actually does that, but there was a certain satisfaction when you were hanging up on someone to be able to just clunk it down a little bit louder or Did harder. Did you hang up on people a lot? Yeah. I worked customer service for a catalog company. Oh, so. you guys had real phones then? I thought you had headsets then. No, I, I had sometimes had headsets, but okay. other times I would just talk on the phone. Because okay. it was supposed to be, most of the time, the calls were pretty brief. And then sometimes people kept you on the phone for half an hour. And then sent you their script. And then you were able to hang up. Yeah, click. <laughs> their script for their, their show, their movie that was turned into a TV show. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> one. I was just saying, like, often you'd start a conversation with someone and they'd be like, do you want to read my novel? And you'd be like, no. And then it would just show up in the Archie Yikes. McFemale. Yeah, exactly. Um, back then, like, people had no way to hook up with other people. So they would just call customer service people and chat. 
Wait, hook up like in a sexual way? No, just <laughs> just in a like a friend way. So like when you worked at uh, oh, okay, if you worked at a company that they liked, they thought, oh, you must be oh, similar yeah. to me. So when they yeah. called, they were very chatty because yeah. it wasn't like there was a uh, a group that they could just join. Yeah, on I the see internet, that. Um, uh, answering the phone with wall residents, and <laughs> even though you didn't know who was calling. So just using your last name when you answered oh, the phone. okay. Like people did that. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, we. I never did that. Um, I guess my la- my real last name before we got married was really long. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Residents, right. may I help you? Right. Um, somebody said that uh, they explained the concept of phone books to their kids. And their kids were horrified and said it was a, a terrific invasion of privacy. Okay. Because you had basically everyone had a book in their house that had everyone else's in the city's contact information. Yeah. Name, address, and phone number. And now people would be horrified to think that you could just like know your neighbor down the block. You could just call him. Oh, so I guess maybe prank calling is on that list too. Uh, it's not, oh. but it could be. That's why I was saying, like, I thought you might come up with some while we were talking well, about it. Well, when I was a toddler, um, we would go through, one of my friends, I'm not going to name their name, would go through the phone book for people, na- like, with the last name of Morning or Morin or something, like, similar to that. And we would call him and sing a song, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and then hang up and giggle. You guys were hardcore. Yeah. We do it for the nights, too. <laughs> Those poor nights. Yeah, it wasn't Snooky either. It was no. a different friend. Yeah. Um, so that was the phone section, which was... That's a long section. Yeah. And then uh, someone said uh, there was a time when people would just randomly show up at your house for a visit and it was considered a good thing and you would like having surprise guests. Was it ever? People encouraged it. A bunch of people said like their parents would keep the door open on Saturday to kind of encourage neighbors to, you know, put the screen closed, but keep the door open so that people would come up to the... Always put that lock on your door. (laughs) (laughs) But I just thought that was an interesting concept because I I don't really remember like wanting unwanted guests either, but I didn't own a house when that was the deal. I think my mom liked... I think she wanted them, but they were more like um, strays than... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Computer rooms. Having a room for your computer. We had one of those when we got you that that Mac. What was that Mac called? It was a cool Mac. Oh my gosh, we had to take, like, we had to, like, buy it with credit or something. It was, like, thousands of dollars. It was a good computer, too. It lasted... Like almost 10 years. Yeah, and then we got the little, the blue one. hmm Yeah. That was a good computer. But yeah, having a room for your computer, like a dedicated room for your yeah. computer, would be ridiculous now. Yeah, that it would be. Rewinding videotapes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I had a special connection with that because I used to work at the AV department at the library. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy this one. It's uh, very specific to one person, but uh, I thought it would make you laugh. Someone who worked at Burger King and their main job was emptying the little foil ashtrays. 
be like that. <laughs> you know, like Janice Klinkelsmith worked at Burger King. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> was her job ashtray emptor? I think maybe it started that way, but then like I, I believe she kind of put herself through college. Like she was like maybe an area manager or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's got Toledo. A PhD in Whopper. <laughs> um, and uh, to add on to that, cigarette vending machines. There were literally vending machines, like with cigarettes in them. Oh, David, I could tell you stories about stealing cigarettes from those vending machines. Really? Now, I the cigarette vending machines were always interesting too because you put lots of money in, like it was quarters and quarters, and then they had those giant kind yeah. of pull things that like you would just pull the whole almost like a rod out it had like a little thing yeah one packet would drop down so it was different than some of the other vending machines now where either the mechanism's hidden or it would like that little screw thing pushes one out and it falls down you were like pulling on well, this thing when i was in art school in in the back in the day when it was cool to go to art school I didn't, I don't think I smoked in high school, but we had a smoking section at my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was incredibly poor, so poor. Um, but I learned, um, a friend of mine taught me how to, you only had to put one quarter in those, you oh. pull the whole thing out, the big rod. rod. Then you would put your quarter in, and then you would sl- you'd put your ear ear up. Next. So this is like safe cracking. Uh, it totally was. You had to put your ear up next to the machine, and you would push the rod in very slowly. Let it go back because it was a spring. Mm-hmm. And when you heard that click, you'd pull it back out. Your cigarettes would fall down for one quarter. So it was like the reload happened. Yeah. And you didn't let it go all the way back to where it caught. No, no, no. Just that click. It was like maybe a quarter of the way. Wow. Yeah, a quarter. Wow. So no, then no wonder you could. How much were cigarettes then? <laughs> I think they. I don't know. They weren't like. I think they were like. Twelve dollars a pack now or something. Yeah, that's I why I know. asked. They were, yeah. they were they were more than a quarter. I'll just yeah, yeah, say yeah. That. They were like two bucks or something like I that. I can't remember. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. Having to memorize driving directions. Um. When school was canceled, uh, you would have to get up and turn on the radio and listen to them recite. Who was going to get, who's, which school was closed. Do you remember what station you listened to? No, but if you missed it, the list, you had to wait like 10 or 15 minutes for it to come back around and for yeah. them to do the list again. Okay. Do, do you remember which station you listened to? Um, well, D- WIOT was one of the stations, but that was like the cool station. My sister, my sister worked there. Nice. Um, but I think it was, um, well, she also worked at WMMS in Cleveland, which I don't think they're around anymore. I can't remember. I could. I would be able to remember. It was an AM station. Yeah. I just need to think about it. Okay. I just wondered. Uh, Miss Cleo. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember Miss Cleo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. The smell of freshly mimeographed worksheets. Okay. And I I remember them being called ditto machines. 
Wow, you're old. Do you remember those? <laughs> ditto? Ditto. Well, that's, you where ditto ditto, my... that's where ditto comes from. Like, ditto. Like. Do you remember, but do you remember calling them that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm so much older than you are. I know. <laughs> so, um... Then um, I added some of my own thoughts oh, yeah, yeah. on the beginning of this. I'm, I want to hear these. Well, these aren't things that some of these things you and I have talked about uh, before, um, but one is littering. Oh, it, you! I you wouldn't litter. No, well, I mean, it was to me it was worse back then. Like you could actually pick up cans and bottles, and all kinds of stuff. But you were like. You were a, a, a felon if you littered. <laughs> Back in the 19... 19- well, maybe, like, maybe in my world, it was, like, a horrible thing to litter. Really? Oh, yeah. See... But I, you were a felon. I think I remember before the time when it was bad to litter. Oh, And okay. then, like, during my lifetime, it's become worse. Okay. And, like, Native American people will cry if you litter. Like during oh, my yeah. life, that was not, that wasn't. I don't know if that was even good back then. Well, and I don't. Th- I think it's been revealed he's not even a Native American. Yeah, that, I, I don't. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was like the littering and spitting was like a felony. <laughs> See, and I remember people spitting a lot back in the Ugh. day. We even at one point at work had to have a sign that said "No spitting." That's so nasty. Spitters. Um, travel <laughs> guides. When you would go places, you would buy a book. Okay. I love that. I still miss those books. We've talked about it. I like it. that, too. I don't like the idea of Yelp or Google knowing your location, telling you what's nearby. Yeah. I like the That's idea. because you're old. <laughs> They're well, spying just, on us, babe. I just like the book when you would find somebody that kind of had the same taste as you. You could buy their books and then know what you would like at the yeah. city versus like whatever was five star for a majority of people, because that's a completely different thing. Than... That's how we found Penny's Noodles yeah. in Chicago. I know. Oh, gosh, that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Though. I mean, you know, there, there have been so many things when we were younger and we went somewhere, including when we moved to Seattle. Yeah. We bought all the Seattle guidebooks and um, discovered a ton of great stuff. Right. I thought that was fun. Um, bank books. What's that? It was when you uh, had a savings account back in the day. They would give you a little book like the size of one oh, of those. Oh, it was a blue. It looked like a passport, right? Well, yeah. I think each each institution had a different color, but it was like those little field note notebooks mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then they would hand type in the thing when you deposited or withdrew money, which I'm sure was extraordinarily um, irritating for them to have to roll that into a typewriter when you were uh, doing it for a young child who was doing like $5 at a time and the total was $185. Whoa, that's a lot. Did Did you have one? I did. I did. Did you have one? It's a sore subject, but yes. Why is it sore? Well, you know, you know, my mother worked at Ohio Citizens. Yeah. Yes. And we were really poor. So sometimes that money would go missing. Oh. <laughs> so you're saying that your mom sometimes maybe 
dipped into your account? Yeah, I mean, some, yeah, she, you know, she had to do what she had to do. All right. <laughs> she had to get those Virginia Slims 120s. And she didn't know the quarter trick. She didn't know the quarter trick. <laughs> and I was going to, just as an add-on to the bank book, though, just access to cash in general is so different now. And this yeah. is the last one. Because it's like, now, I feel like if I wanted cash, I could get it. But well, who uses cash anymore? Yeah. But back then, that was... Gold. Well, I mean, it was the thing. What else yeah. would you use? Yeah. You know, I mean, we didn't have any kind of crazy credit cards. Checkbooks. Yeah. You could checks, write a check. Wrote checks. Um, sometimes, at some banks, if you wanted to withdraw money, you literally wrote a check to yourself and took it to the bank. That was your withdrawal slip. Oh, or you would say it was cash. Write mm-hmm. it to cash. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting, too, that uh, how cash has changed over the years. Yeah. It is fascinating. Well, thank you for teaching me how to steal cigarettes from a cigarette machine. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I didn't know that before. (laughs) I feel like if I ever time travel back to the 1970s, I'm going to be flush with camels. That that wasn't the 1970s. (laughs) Oh. I I wasn't born yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I was. That's why I'm... I know. That's why I I projected that onto you unfairly. Unfairly. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that was was my topic for today. I like that topic. It's awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. Bye! Bye! Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.